Merry Christmas, friends. Welcome to the holiday podcast where we sit over some homemade challah bread every Friday afternoon. Obviously, this is an extra special uh, Friday afternoon because it's not just a regular old holiday, it's Christmas Day. So I hope that you're having a really special day, maybe making some new traditions in this very different year. We decided to um, drive through and pick up supplies to participate in an online Christmas Eve Moravian love feast. So a Christmas love feast involves candles and coffee and special rolls. And it's a tradition here where I live because our community's um, heritage is Moravian. And actually um, our family hasn't ever participated in one, um, even in all these years we've lived here since we're always at our own church on Christmas Eve. Um, we missed being with our church family um, for Christmas, but I'm thankful we, that we um, found a way to make this very different Christmas, one that was um, very special and worshipful in a way that we'll remember in the years ahead. Um, so I hope you've also found a way to make this very different Christmas special in its own way. So right now I'm taking a break, quick break from cooking Christmas dinner for our four person crew to sit down with you for just a few minutes. Um, honestly, I mean, I did think about skipping this week since it's Christmas, but then I thought today is the perfect day to have a challah day um, because we're celebrating what happened in Bethlehem. See the word, uh, the Hebrew word Bethlehem or Beit Lechem actually means house of bread. So really, there's no better day to have our challah bread podcast than the day that we celebrate what happened in the house of bread, right? So today we celebrate what happened 2,000 years ago in Bethlehem, Jesus the Messiah entering our world as God in the flesh. Now everyone knew the Savior was going to be born in Bethlehem. I mean, when the Magi showed up in Jerusalem and asked where they could find the newborn Messiah King, the answer was totally unanimous. The priests and the scribes said that Bethlehem, the small town about six miles outside of Jerusalem, was supposed to be the birthplace of the Messiah. And the reason they knew this was because Micah the prophet had shared um, this promise from God uh, 400 years earlier. But you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though you are little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me one to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth are from old, from everlasting. God had big plans for little Bethlehem. In fact, his big plans for Bethlehem would redeem a lot of sorrow that had really marked this small town. This is where Rachel um, had died in childbirth with Benjamin. Um, my grandmother actually had a really deep love for Rachel and would get a bit weepy sometimes when we talked about her. And actually looking back and thinking about that this morning, I've realized that it might be because my grandma uh, lost twins when she was really young in a pregnancy that um, doctors thought would take her life too. And so I think she felt connected to Rachel in that grief. 
And I have really vivid memories of when my grandparents took me to the Holy Land for the first time and my grandma made sure we visited Rachel's tomb when we were in Bethlehem so she could visit her. Um, in fact, here's a picture of us, me and my grandparents, on that visit when I was 13. Well, eight generations after Rachel died, on the other side of the Exodus and of the Israelites moving into the Promised Land, a really unlikely couple got married. Boaz, a very distinguished Jewish landowner, and Ruth, a Moabite widow who had followed her grieving mother-in-law back to Bethlehem. It's really um, a powerful story from beginning to end. And um, I guess as a side note, maybe you could read it over the next week if you want to be encouraged at the end of 2020 by seeing how, um, how sometimes people who are grieving can support and encourage one another and also how people in positions of power can show kindness. And also as how God, as he loves to do, um, weaves it all together in really unexpected ways. Um, in fact, um, we have this sheaf of wheat on our Jesse tree uh, that we started doing when my kids were little, and it represents the story of Ruth and Boaz and its connection to Jesus's birth, um, which brings us uh, back to today's topic of Bethlehem. When Ruth and Boaz got married, um, the elders of the community pronounced honor and blessing over Ruth and her descendants. And they prayed that God would make Ruth like Rachel and Leah, and that she and Boaz would become famous in Bethlehem. So honor and fame definitely came to them and to Bethlehem when their great-grandson, David, became king of Israel. Um, and not just any king, but the most beloved king still today. Uh, the one that God called a man after God's own heart. And that's a really uh, pretty special blessing for Bethlehem. But God wasn't done because 500 years later, Micah shared the prophecy that we talked about earlier. He talked about, uh, he prophesied that one day the Messiah himself would be born in Bethlehem. But now something that I think is so profound and amazing about the fact that Jesus was born in Bethlehem is that, like I said earlier, Bethlehem, Beit Lechem, means house of bread in Hebrew. And one day, this Bethlehem-born baby would announce that he was the bread of life. The bread of life that would nourish not only our bodies, but our souls, really. And so, um, to celebrate um, the birth of the Savior and the house of bread, I really encourage you to take some time and sit and meditate on what it means that Jesus is the bread of life. Um, is there an emptiness or an ache in your soul today? Um, maybe today's the day uh, to take some time for introspection and consider how you're trying to fill it. Are you trying to fill um, the emptiness yourself uh, with something material or relational? In the long run, uh, know that no earthly thing or person can fill the emptiness or nourish and satisfy the longings of our heart. Only Jesus can, because he is the one that made our hearts in the first place, who created your heart. 
I love how he said it um, as John recorded in chapter six of his gospel. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. By consuming this life-giving bread, which is Jesus' sacrifice on the cross, we are nourished in our heart and our mind and our soul. And not just today, but forever. And so today as we celebrate the Savior's birth, I pray that we, um, that you and I, would choose to feast on the bread of life himself, the one born in Bethlehem, the house of bread, and rejoice that he came down from heaven to nourish our souls. I look forward to being with you again next week on New Year's Day. 2020 will finally be behind us. Um, and in the meantime, I wish you a restful holiday and a very Merry Christmas.